When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Good morning. Welcome to the Punters Mate on this Friday morning, the 26th of August, 2022. As I welcome in my co-host each and every week, Sam Highland. Sam, big day today. It's the, the first day of the Queensland Spring Carnival. Is that right? That is right, Sammy. Rightio. Right. And, uh, of course, we've got a big meeting at the Gold Coast this afternoon. Yep. Uh which Brown Dog and I will be uh, having a look at uh, on SEN Track the Savo, so hopefully winners. And there's a Gold Coast show on. Yeah, Gee. I'm surprised you're not all over that. Wow. <laughs> Seeing you're a, uh, an expert in going to shows. Gee, that, one, that one snuck under the radar. <laughs> just just glad that uh, Will and Charlotte didn't know anything about that uh, show going on just down the road. And I don't think I'm going to tell them either. Yeah, so a public holiday on the Gold Coast today, the Gold Coast Show, Gold Coast Show Day. We have a big meeting at Aquas Park. Uh, the listed gold market handicap worth $150,000 and the Gold Coast Cup worth $125,000. So really good fields throughout the day. It's almost like a sat. Well, it is like a Saturday meeting on the yeah, Gold Coast today. So we've got two Saturday meetings in the space of two days. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and you know what? It's fitting, isn't it, that uh, this time of the year we'd... Uh you know, this is when all the good racing yep. uh, revs up and right around the country. And, uh, yeah, it's good that uh, we're going to have a, a whole weekend of it uh, this weekend. So looking forward to it. Yeah, and as I mentioned, it's the start of the Queensland Spring Carnival, which uh, culminates on the 8th of October. So we've got six weeks of really good racing. We go to Toowoomba, too, for the uh, the Wheatwood and the, uh, and the Toowoomba Cup in that space of time as well. Now, on today's show, we'll be chatting to Tony Gollan very shortly. He's got runners, of course, at... Uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow, but not only that, he's got uh, Isotope running at Caulfield. He's got The Move running at Caulfield, and he's got Natuno going around in the San Domenico at uh, Rose Hill. So we'll speak to Tony about the weather conditions because both uh, both tracks are rain-affected. Melbourne's not due to get any more rain, but Sydney is, so we'll get Tony's opinion there. And we'll be speaking to Rob Heathcote uh, just after 9am. Top three for the week, Sam. My top three. Number one, Tegan Harrison's treble at Doombin. She's had a lot of injuries over uh, the last couple of years or so, Tegan. Great to see her ride a treble. That takes her over 700 winners. Good luck to her. That was uh, that was good. So Tegan Harrison comes in at number one. Swanston, uh, trained by Greg Kilner, comes in at number two. Of course, Gre- <coughs> excuse me, Greg Kilner, Leah Kilner's father. Uh, that was a great result because Swanson, of course, lost that race at uh, Dooman. I think it was a few weeks ago on protest. Unbelievable. Did you see the footage of that? I didn't see the footage, but I um, uh, I remember thinking – I obviously watched the race and then mm. I rem- remember thinking to myself – and then seeing the result that the protest was upheld and thinking, gee, I didn't think there was that much in that. You know, I mean, no. this day and age uh, – well, once upon a time, once upon a time, it – you know, you just had to be so – 
definite and sure that that the other horse wins, you know. And uh, but now they, it's dead set. Uh, it's a lottery. I mean, you know, I'm going to say in the last, uh, well, probably in the last five years, uh, it's thing people having a throw at the stumps with protests. It's quite amazing uh, some of the silly things that get thrown up, and then they get upheld, and you just yep. walk away and go, "Gee, we." Come once upon a time, that would never ever happen. Uh, no, nope. it was just unheard of protest being uh, upheld so much, but now it's nothing. Yeah, you're right. It's fifty fifty, no matter what <laughs> happens. You know, they don't seem to get thrown out very quickly these days. That, I think. I think. Well, I started it with the old uh, intimidation, and that was more than five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, that. That was uh, yeah. When he, I remember when he p- pulled that one out. I was like, wow, wait. And, uh, yeah, he got it over the line. And number three in my top three this week uh, doesn't apply to Queensland racing, but I thought it was great to see Animo back. Now, I know that you were going to take him on uh, last week, uh, but he was too good. He's, yeah, a, he's a star, Animo. This talk of Animo. Oh, like, I, well, I remembered uh, working on SEN track on a Saturday one day and Taggart was telling me that Animo's a champion. I said, just relax, will you? He's not a champion. Animo, turn it up. And... But I tell you what, um, yeah, he was he was very good. He was very good. I don't think they were much uh, in that race. Um, Taggart alerts me that there's Group One winners, and uh, which I I understand all that. But you know, will they be winning Group Ones uh, in the future? I don't know about that. Well, this but. is the problem we have. We don't get to see these horses after they turn, you know, three or four or whatever. Animo's got twelve months left. Yeah. So that's it. And good and good that uh that we do still have uh Animo because yeah. he, he was nearly on the he, he was, was nearly, nearly gone. on yeah. the way to the uh to the stallion barn, yep. wasn't he? So it uh no, you're right. Alligator blood. All the kerfuffle around alligator blood. Yes. Uh, it's a bit of a sideshow, isn't he? But he's uh He's had the change of owners now. Jerry Harvey's the uh, the major owner there, and he's going around in the Memsey at Caulfield tomorrow. Give him a chance. No, I don't uh, really, but uh, you know, I tell you what, I thought it was amazing that he he um, stepped up and won, and won that uh, won the straight break and it looked good. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that this is uh, this is a step up, and I, I think he'll have his tongue hanging out. Uh, into into the Memsey, but I'll tell you what, you know, at his best, he's a good horse, isn't he? And uh, if anyone can do it, Gazy could. Now, uh, tomorrow we've got a couple of uh, big meetings. Not only the Gold Coast Cup today, but we have the Cairns Cup tomorrow. So we had the Cairns Newmarket last week, the Cairns Cup this week. What a week that would have been. Go up for the Newmarket, stay the week, have a holiday, round out the week at the uh, the Cairns Cup tomorrow and then come home maybe sometime next week. And the, and the Kilcoy Cup will be run tomorrow as well, over 1,200 metres. That'll be a bit of a scamper around Kilcoy. You've been there, Sammy, haven't you? Yeah, it's uh, the Mooney Valley of the North. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they call it the Mooney Valley of the North, but uh, anyway, they know. do. Because it's and small? It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nippy little track and always uh, a, a beautiful surface there at Kilcoy and Consul and the team, they do a great job uh, out at Kilcoy. And shout out to my uh, good mate, Nathan Grubby Day, who... I haven't seen him for months. He's he's parked up there, can somewhere, and uh, he is no, dead set. He's not coming back. Yeah, I don't know if he is, but uh, he's got a good ride in the in the cup. Uh, quality asset. He rode that horse a treat uh, last start when it ran second, and I think it'll be hard to beat in the Cairns Cup. And there you go. Uh, there's a tip. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be hard to beat quality asset. Just needs a bit of luck from the gate. All righty, we'll go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll catch up with our leading trainer, Tony Gollan. 
This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, Mate, on this Friday morning. You're with Chris Nelson and Sam Highland. And joining us now is Queensland's leading trainer, Tony Golan. Tony, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, guys. Now, where do we find you? Are you home in Brisbane or are you uh, Melbourne or Sydney? I'm in Melbourne. I'm, I'm in Sammy Highland's territory down here. I can certainly see why he left and come to Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> How cold is it? Well, it's not that cold, but it's wet. It's raining, it? it's drizzling. Um, yesterday afternoon, I was in shorts and shirt. It was nice and warm. It was really nice afternoon. I got here, it was freezing. Yeah. And it had been raining. And it was nice and warm. And now it's drizzling and awful again. So, yeah, you go through a, a range of uh, weather patterns and emotions while you're here. Bring it on, bring it on, Tony, because I've got a runner in the uh, Grand National on Sunday, and he wants he wants heavy 20. So I hope it... Hope all the rain in the world turns up in uh, Mel- or Ballarat on Sunday. Anyway, yeah, so tell we'll us. All go to Ballarat if you stay from Caulfield. <laughs> <laughs> where Where do you, Tony? When When you take horses to Melbourne, where Where do you stay? Um, like as far as uh, where do the horses stay, and uh, where Where are they based? Mate, we stay at Flemington. Yep. Um, we're staying here the whole time. I've been coming to, to Melbourne now. It's been, jeez, thirteen. 12, 13 years, 12 years, something now we've been coming down here. So we stay at Flemington, we stay with the Snowdens yep. uh, at Flemington here and at Randwick in Sydney. So we're, we're very lucky with our association with Peter and Paul that we're able to use their stables in both states. And their horses have settled in beautifully. The facilities are great, as, as you know. Sammy, the facilities at Flemington are first class and everyone's very helpful to you down here. So well, everything apart from the weather is brilliant down here in Melbourne. <laughs> Exactly. No, the coffee's good. The oh, coffee's no, it's good. It's no better than up here. Coffee's good. The restaurant's good. Everything else is good here, but the, it's no, the weather is shite. They carry on about it down there, but it's no better than up here. Really. Uh, it's not. It it's no better. I don't know. It's pretty good. I don't know. Anyway, that's only because you're away from home and something different. That's all it is. Anyway. Now, uh, speaking of Caulfield, uh, you've got these two uh, runners at the moment. Now, I guess they're both going around. Uh, are we on a soft or a heavy for the move and isotope? I must admit, I was quite. I just got a text. I reckon it was 30 minutes ago. They're, they're very good at putting the information out down here as well. And uh, heavy eight yesterday when I got off the plane, and today it's a soft seven. I, I, I don't know how. It's and it's been raining, showering, and still drizzling. Oh, yeah, that's so, it. That's ja- Jason Kerr's in charge of the text messages this morning. <laughs> he always has it on the further side. <laughs> it's. Uh, they tell me it's an amazing surface. I mean, as you guys would know, and tomorrow is forecast to be a beautiful day. So that they are. They are you know, talking the track will we'll stay in that soft range, come back a little bit even to a six. So as soon as this sort of junk goes away today that we're getting here now, that track should improve nicely and hopefully we get that nice soft track that, that we're all looking for. Okay, so how have both horses settled in? They're really good. Um, I, I was down here last week and have a look at them and difference in them in a the week's been fantastic. It's good to see that both, both horses, all three I've got down here have all come on. Isotope got here a bit after the movie comes through Sydney and um, I think he looks better than move this week than last week as well. An extra week between runs with a bit of travelling he's done does him the world of good. He's a big, strong horse, but he's not a horse that copes. He likes his race of space, so with a bit of travelling in between, the extra weeks helped him. And I suppose looks brilliant. She travelled down by plane last week, and the extra time she's been here now, she looks better horse than what I've seen last Friday. And you got Damien Oliver to ride Isotope. That's a that's a coup. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, you know, Philly, this pretty inexperienced on her Melbourne leg. She had a couple of gallops on it, and she's got better each time, and she feels sharp on it. Um, Ollie's experience getting around a track like Caulfield, which you guys know could be a trap for, for horses mm. their first go-round. 
um, I think Ollie's experience on it will be will be worth its weight in gold. Now, not the only interstate runner you've got uh, tomorrow. You've got uh, this very smart and unbeaten three-year-old Natuno going around in the San Domenico at Rose Hill. Now, the track condition there is a soft six, but looking at the weather forecast this morning, uh, anything between, say, five and nine mils between uh, today and tomorrow? They said the weather's beautiful in Sydney at the moment when I spoke to them this morning, so I don't know. Probably when I land, it'll start raining. Who knows? In the morning, I'll head back to Sydney in the morning. Um, to be with Natuno tomorrow, I just wanted to come here first. But so no doubt wherever I go, it's going to rain. So I'm a bit too pessimistic, but he can handle affected ground. I'd rather it not be heavy. Yeah. Um, I think his best win, his best the way he's looked action-wise and everything's been on a soft five. So I prefer to see him on on um, you know soft ground rather than heavy. But he'll take his place, no matter what. I've had a, a faultless prep with him. I've anchored him down a fair bit in both trials. You won't see him anchored down in the race tomorrow. He'll just be allowed to, to be where you got him comfortably, you know. So he's the right, he's the right man to have on board, you uh, Bowman, and I think he really suits that sort of horse. So we're drawn inside the speed tomorrow, which is a big positive for him also. Tony, Eagle Farm tomorrow, Rose of Sebring in the first race, Ryan Maloney on board. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit lukewarm with her, whether she's going to like the surface or not. I, I'm keen to try her on that benchmark 70 grade on a sad day, but I'm a bit reluctant. All her better runs have been on soft to heavy, and we know at Eagle Farm we're not going to get that. Can you give us uh, some sort of a, uh, a lead for smart image? I mean, that day he won at Doombin, I think he got out to the best part of the track, but he looked like Boombra, and he's done nothing either side. I can't work him out. Yeah, I, I can't either. And, and even the other day, I, I thought he got out of the race a little bit too much mid-race the other day, and then he puts his head up and he gets himself an awkward spot. Look, he's always been a difficult horse. Even when Pete and Paul had him, he's, he's never one to want to race consistently in the right manner. I do think he's better when he can get outside horses. He'll get that tomorrow. I think the small field suits him. Yet I don't know whether he has a love of Eagle Farm, whether he wants back towards the track like Doom, and I'm not sure. But look, I certainly want to see him improve what we saw first up. And I think Ben Thompson and getting to the outside can help. Can hopefully we can find that. Uh, race five, spiritualised. He's been so well placed and just racing well, this horse. Yeah, tricky race tempo-wise, but he's spot on this horse. He's worked great this week. I think he's improved again. He, he's really starting to lose those, the boyish attitude he had and become a real man now, this horse. And he's probably the one I'm most excited about travelling up at Eagle Farm tomorrow. I think he's an impressive colt. Uh, it's a decent sort of race, but you're right, he's well placed. I think he can be more versatile if he has to be tomorrow. And That'll be the key to him winning. I think he's in good order and very hard to beat. Now, the mare vaccine in race number six, Tony, I, I'm keen on her. I, I get the feeling after two runs this time in, she won both. She was looking for 1,400. There probably wasn't a suitable race. But she was good last time. She was caught wide all the way. She did a, a, a terrific job to hold on and stick on. She looks beautifully placed. She hasn't ticked the Eagle Farm box, but if she handles it, surely she's hard to beat. Yeah, she is for sure. The blinkers go on as well. She just wanted to wander a bit in the run, which you would have seen even when she won yep. her second start. She was outside horse. She wanted to wander off. The blinkers have just straightened her right up at home in her work, and she's not being too aggressive in the either. So I can just see her lobbing right on the back at the speed here. I can't see why she wouldn't be strong at the 1400 the way that she's racing. And like you said, Eagle Farm's the only query, but I don't hold too many fears for her. She wins on good ground, and there'll be good ground there tomorrow. So she's my, my next best on the day outside of spiritualized. Good. And what about Liza with a Z? This carried me last start. And, and won. And won. And I tell you what, I, I reckon she's a beauty. And shes I think she's improved into this prep. Would that be fair to say, Tony? Yeah, definitely. I think we've really found the niche to have them and keep her in the right distance range and 
trying to keep the weight of her back as much as we can in the right grade. The only negative for tomorrow, Sam, is just the strength of the race. It's an awfully strong yep. class. See, scratching does help the tempo a little bit for us. I think we easily find one, two in the run now. Um, but this is a very deep off-season class six. I, you wouldn't normally see a race of this strength this time of the year at Eagle Farm. So that's the only negative. But she's going great. She's in the right distance. Pat Nance had a ride on as a thousand or suit, and I don't have any fear of Eagle Farm for her. Now, we've got a big day at the Gold Coast today with the uh, the gold market, of course, Tony. You've got three main hopes there, F Troop, uh, Royal Hale and Garibaldi. I haven't checked the scratchings this morning, so I'm guessing all three are going around. Can you give us a, a lead towards one? Do we do we jump on Garibaldi again? Yeah, I think we do, mate. I don't know. He's probably the bookies pal, not always the punters, but I think that race sets up pretty good for him. I see, I, I see this race building in pressure, to be honest. I think a bit of speed out wide, obviously, and there's some from drawn low in the middle, so... He'll just sit back midfieldish with a bit of cover. We know what the Gold Coast and that rails and true. They'll they'll come down the crown of the track. So I'd imagine he gets back and long as you know we can improve into the race at the right time and with Maloney on, I'm confident we can and I think he looks pretty well placed. I mean he was a little unlucky last start. I mean, I know he's often unlucky. There's always a reason that he gets beaten or seems to be, but he he didn't jump well. He did miss the start probably a length, half a length. He just can just jib the start a little bit, and that'll be one of the keys today if Ryan can get him to step a lot better. Because if he can find a midfield spot and not be back last, it makes his job so much easier. The other day, the, I mean, the winner of that race, it just got the dream run up the inside. If he gets blocked for one run, it runs fifth and I win. So it's just it's just the, the luck of the draw sometimes with horses like him that settle in that second half of the field. When they do jib the start, they put their jockeys in an awkward position straight up, don't they? And Royal Hale, he can be good fresh, this horse. He can, and he, horses, you know, different horses fire up at different times of the year. And it was this time last year he really started to go on his way, and he feels great at home. This horse, he's trialled up good, his jump outs have been good, and I expect him to run well. Whether he's quite up to where the other two are at right now, or you'll see him at his best when we get to the Wheatwood, sort of the end of September, probably more him. But he's in good shape. I expect him to run well. He'll run better than his odds present. Tony, we'll let you get back to the uh, the good weather. Maybe go for a walk and grab yourself a cup of that Melbourne coffee that's apparently better than any other coffee in the world. But we'll leave you to it. Hope you have a great weekend. Hopefully it's a successful weekend in three states, and we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, cheers, guys. Hope I'm talking to you Monday. Cheers. Yes, it'd be nice. Thanks, Tony. Tony Gollan joining us there. Sam's got some great chances all around the uh, the country, basically, over the weekend and today on the Gold Coast. We'll go for a break. Back with more in just a moment. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, Mate, on this Friday morning. A beautiful Friday morning in Brisbane, Sam. Hope this weather sticks around for a little bit longer. This this La Nina stuff's starting to worry me. I think it's uh, I think it's ready to, to really heat up. I've just found a couple of days this week, um, probably not yesterday morning, it was chilly enough, but uh, a couple of days this week, and the sun's got plenty of kick in it, and I just thought well. to myself... You know, uh, I think it's starting to warm up. Things things are on the up. up well, here. we're nearly out of winter. Yeah. And well, fish... it's it's funny uh, when I speak to family at home and they and they tell me it's like seven degrees or ten no. degrees in Melbourne, and I just go, yeah, it doesn't get that cold here. No. And if it does, <laughs> it's not for long. It soon warms up. And yeah, you're right. This week there has been a bit of heat in the sun. Now, as I mentioned, uh, the spring carnival. Queensland Spring Carnival kicks off today at the Gold Coast, goes right through till October the 8th at Eagle Farm, where we run the Queensland Cup over 2,400 metres. But in there, second last week of the carnival, something that you and I are very interested in because you host the Darling Downlow and I've come along as your sidekick, 
But on the uh, the 24th of September, big meeting at Toowoomba, the Wheatwood, the Cup, the Garden City Guineas and the Pado Shea. It's had a few changes, hasn't it? Yes. Uh, change of dates, the, the Wheatwood, this meeting. But it's a ripper meeting and the town really get behind it. I've been to a few and uh, it was actually one of the first meetings I went to up here uh, when, I, when I started working for Croc and... Uh, Probably what was that? Three, four years ago, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a ripper day. Yeah, it is. The four features. So looking forward to that. We've got the pink ribbon cup day at the Gold Coast, obviously on the seventeenth. That's now a tri code. We've got the dogs on the Thursday night, the races and the trots on the Saturday. So that's just a couple of the features of the Queensland Spring Carnival. There's plenty more, obviously, over the six weeks. We'll be back after this. We'll chat to Rob Heathcote. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Good morning. Welcome to The Punter's Mates on this Friday, the 26th of August, 2022. If you haven't, you haven't been with us uh, for the first half hour, Sam Holland and myself, we have spoken to Queensland's leading trainer, Tony Gollan. He's got chances galore uh, tomorrow and today. Of course, it's Gold Coast uh, show day today and a big meeting at the Gold Coast, Sammy. So he's got three horses there in the gold market Plus, he's got Natuno at Rose Hill, and he has Isotope and the move going around at Caulfield. Yeah, it's, uh, I tell you what, he's got uh, great, you know, good team of runners, hasn't he? And uh, it's, uh, they're really strong chances. Uh, great trainer, Tony, and uh, it's always good that uh, he gives us his time uh, yeah. a lot, doesn't he? Uh, whether it's on the Darling Download or Punter's Mate. He does. He's uh, always been very, very good with his time as Tony. Now, uh, we're going to speak to Rob Heathcote in just a moment. Just want to chat to Rob about uh, a few things, obviously to get an idea or an update on Leah Kilner. Uh, there has been some vision of Leah over the last week or so. She's uh, she's doing a fantastic job. Her confidence and positivity is unbelievable. Uh, so we'll get a, an idea of uh, how she's going there. Plus I want to talk to Rob about Rothfire. I think Rothfire is going to appear in Melbourne shortly and go up against probably Zoo Style at Mooney Valley uh, in one of those. What's the feature race coming up at Mooney Valley? The Moyer? Is it is the it? Moyer? Is that too soon for the Moyer? I'm not sure. No, I think the Moyer's further down the uh, track. Oh, is it? It's one of those. Uh, anyway, Rob will tell us. Yeah. Um, plus, I want to find out how he went uh, playing golf. He went on a Canadian golf trip. Really? Yeah. How would that be? It's a good life, He's a keen it? golfer, isn't he? Yeah, He's he is. He's a keen golfer. Yeah, he is a keen golfer. So, uh Looking forward to seeing how Rob went there. But uh, I think we might be having a little bit of trouble getting hold of Rob at the moment. I'm just seeing our producer there. I oh, know he's talking, so maybe Rob's on the phone. Now, as I mentioned, uh, first day of the spring carnival for Queensland Racing, Sam. Uh, we have the Gold Market Handicap and the Gold Coast Cup on the Gold Coast. Aquas Park this afternoon. Some really good racing. It's basically like a Saturday meeting, isn't it? It is. It's uh, oh, it's a ripping meeting uh, that this afternoon. Uh, yeah, it's a beauty. So, uh Campbell Brown and I will be covering that on SEN Track, the Savo, and hopefully uh, there's winners galore coming out of that meeting. And, and my quaddy's a bit loaded up. Uh, uh, just, I, I think that gold market, it's a very open race, you know. Are you going to tip Garibaldi? No. I, I've got him in the quaddy, but I'm not tipping uh, the big G. And... Uh, and uh, I hear there's a whisper that you've dropped off the big G as well. Uh you know, I'm not even having a tip in that race. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a tough race, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, look, I know. Uh, I know a, a guy out there, a friend of mine, who's got uh, Garibaldi going for a few dollars. But uh, he even said to me, "Last chance, <laughs> never again after today." But look, he's going to win one eventually, and maybe today will be the day. Now we haven't got hold of Rob Heathcote yet. So what we'll do, Sam, is we'll bring forward our segment of 
follow, fold or forgive. Now, last Saturday at Doombin, a couple of odds on favourites uh, went uh, pear-shaped, didn't they? What about the fiver? Because I know you've been a fan of the five. I'm not now. Five. Yeah. I'm not now. No, I'm not. He's got you a couple of times, hasn't he? Well, I'll tell you what. He, um, that first up run, forget about anything else, but if you had looked at his first up run when he ran on late behind Spiritualized, he was hard at it. Yeah. Really yeah. should have got the idea. Maybe he's not going that well. Yeah. And then last Saturday at Doom, and he was out the back and never looked like getting anywhere near them, did he? Hang yeah. five. No, so, that's it. You know what? I'm going to fold right up on Hang five. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, until he yeah, yeah, until he shows a little bit more, I'm happy to pass on uh, on Hang five. So he is a sack or a fold. Okay. Here we go. Go Wanji. <laughs> wow. You and I both tipped him on the da- Darling Downlow as our good thing at Eagle Farm. Very brave of us at about a dollar twenty four, and, and we got him rolled. Well, I tell you what, Chris, and I alluded to this last week when we were talking to Larry Cassidy. There is no speed in the race, didn't I? I yep. said that, and and I was surprised that I, I put it to Larry Cassidy. Was is he going, still going to get back, or are you going to push? Because I thought when I looked at that race on paper, I thought they're going to walk here. You want to jump and be in the first three, you know? And it's, yeah, it surprised me that he went back early. Then he had to, obviously got stuck deep. Three wide, no cover. Forward. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it, I reckon it brought him undone. Well, it did, and he's gone for a spell now. So uh, I'll put forgive. I'll put him in the forgive file. Now, we'll come back to those uh, follow, fold, or forgives later on in the show. We've got hold of Rob Heathcote. Rob, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, lads. How are we this morning? Ah, uh, good, busy, like every bloody morning. No staff. <laughs> we can't get any staff in the industry. There's a, It's code red Australia-wide. We need the internationals allowed back in. Yeah, Rob, it, go on, sorry. Rob, I was, I was, uh, I had this discussion yesterday with, um, on, on SEN Track with David Taggart and, and we were, and I was saying, um, you know, this, this talk down in Melbourne, you know, open the tracks later and rah, rah, and, and that they're, they're using this as an excuse, the hours that, uh, the problem with the staff, and I said, I, I don't think I don't think that's the problem at all because, it, as far as that argument goes with the tracks opening later and whatever, I'm saying, well, the bloke that gets there at four o'clock, like my brother, who's there at four o'clock and he's left by quarter past six, does does that mean that the trainers that that start at five, they're going to start at, at at six or quarter past six? I don't think so, you know, that because everybody's going to get there. Well, those are going to get there for the best part of the track. But then th- this other argument is this is why we can't get staff because of the hours and whatever. Do you know what? I don't think there's the horse people around, Rob, that used to be around. I mean, people are, p- people are not growing up and having access to horses, and it's, so it's not attractive to them like maybe it was 20 years ago. Do you think that's a fair call? Yeah, yeah, you make a good point, and, and you're right. But they're around that... It's too easy to stay at home and watch Netflix and cop 750 in the hand. I mean, what the government did there, I mean, they doubled the dole. People say, well, why should I go to a horse stables and pick up horse crap yeah. for, you know, 900000 a week when I can stay at home and watch Netflix and get 750 Yeah, They're lazy. Simple as that. Stop the dole and people will go back and work. Farmers, bloody fruit pickers, labourers, construction sites, restaurants. No one can get any workers because it's too easy to do nothing. Well, we'll Open the borders yep. and let the internationals back in who want to work. Mm. That's my that's uh, my take on it. Simple are our borders that. closed to internationals still? 
<coughs> tens of thousands of visas waiting to be processed, and okay. they're holding a summit in Canberra as we talk. You know, to, to say how can we fix this problem? Easy, grant them their visas and let them come in. I don't care if they're from Colombia, Uzbekistan, bloody Sri Lanka, wherever. You know, let them in. We want workers. We need workers. Yeah, it's 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 the same everywhere you go. I was saying off air, you walk down the street, and every second shop's got a, you know, a, a job ad on their on their window. Yeah, and and, and the unions are you know storming government buildings, saying we want more money and all the rest of it. We, we just want workers, yeah. businesses right across Australia. We need and want workers. We'll pay them. Honest day's work, honest day's pay. Simple as that. Now, Rob, Leah Kilner, I saw some vision during the week and I know she was interviewed on radio yesterday. Gee, she's a positive uh, inspiration, isn't she? Oh, it's been wonderful. I mean, you know, from those early dark days when we thought, you know, bloody tragedy and whilst it's still a tragedy and Leah still has a huge battle, listening to her on the radio yesterday, just hearing the enthusiasm in her voice again and the fact that she's sounds fantastic and she's got really bright spirits but you know what Chris that that's Leah that, yeah. that's why we love her so much you know she's just there's, there's nothing but positivity around her at all times and here she is you know her left eye still closed she gets fatigued very very easily but you know she's got an enthusiasm and a such a positive attitude that, you know, we're all praying and hoping that she gets back to what she loves. I mean, it's probably doubtful she'll ever ride again, but there'll always be a spot for her in our stable. Yeah, that's right. Do you see much of her at the stables, at your stables? Yeah, she's been down a couple of times. She had a, a fantastic day at the Dooman races the other day, and even her mum, Siobhan, said to me, that's the best she's been since the accident, you know, just being in among people who love her and know her and, you know the industry and sport that she loves so much. So very, very encouraging. Still a long battle ahead of her, but, gee, she, she took a giant leap this last week. She certainly has. Uh, now, before we uh, get to tomorrow's runners at uh, Eagle Farm, just a couple of uh, questions around your stable stars. Rothfire and Prince of Boom both look really good at the trials recently. Are they heading down south soon? I'm looking at the pair of the boys as I talk to you. Yep. Um, Rothfire and Prince of Boom will both fly down next Tuesday. They'll fly to uh, Melbourne. They'll be stabled at Flemington. And they're both starting next week on the 3rd at Mooney Valley. Prince of Boom is in the Chautauqua listed race. He'll be against Uncommon James. So that's a nice uh, yeah. nice matchup for the two Queensland stars. And uh, on the same card, Rothfire will be taking on in the Congo and, and Zoo style in the McEwen Stakes. The McEwen Stakes. Okay, so they travel down next week. Now, at Eagle Farm tomorrow, you've got this uh, interesting mare, Sweet Margot May, going around in the first race. She was very, very impressive winning first up last campaign. I think she'll be hard to beat tomorrow. I love her. I think she's got uh, real quality about her. Um, she just went off. The, I, I ran her on a heavy track after that brilliant first up win for me. Um, it was a wet track at Doom and heavy eight, heavy nine, and it really pulled the guts out of her and she didn't come through that run well. I won't be running her on a, a heavy bulk track again and we immediately put her out and gave her a long break because I've got uh, you know, I've got some aspirations for her going forward. I, I think if anything could get a beat it's probably the thousand. I, I think she's going to be a you know, a better thirteen, maybe even out to a mile later on. Big, strong, strapping mare she is, so um yeah, they'll go keen in this race tomorrow, but she'll be coming late. She'll be strong, that's for sure. What about Dusty Tycoon, Rob? Uh, she's been a beauty, drawn a good gate. 
She's having a fourth retirement run tomorrow. <laughs> she keeps. Oh, look, the the team love her at my runners, and the you know the eight hundred odd owners, and they're all keen to see her keep going. And you look at the last <clears throat> four or five runs. I mean, she's she's only ever two lengths off them. She always has to do it a little bit tough out in front, but she's found a nice race <clears throat> tomorrow. And look, she's. She's um, done a super job for us, but I think the the time has come. As you know, she's had breathing issues in the past. She's had several surgeries, so the breathing barn may await her in the near future. But like I said, her last few runs have been good enough just to keep going with her, and hopefully tomorrow things can go well. Young Anne Jones is riding super, takes a couple of kilos off, and it may be enough to help us get over the line. Rob, I'm excited about Hatchet. in, I like the look of this horse. I love the way he sprinted away from them last time. But the gate and the 1,400 metres, a little bit of a query tomorrow? Yeah, you're right, Chris. I mean, <clears throat> you look at him, he's a, he's a little plumbing Jane type. There's, there's not, nothing to like about him visually, but, you know, he's got a huge heart and he's got a pretty decent motor too. He's, all his runs have been good. And Look, he's 1,400, you're right. I mean, he's two runs over 1,200. I've got to be honest, probably surprised me a little bit, but... You know, this juicy cutest race, uh, or this juicy race tomorrow for good prize money, over the 1,400 on his home track. And his breeding suggests he'll get further. We tried him over a mile a couple of times last prep, and he raced okay. So I think 1,400 shouldn't hold any problems, and, and Brodie Law's got a really nice opinion of him. So he's our best for the day. Excellent. Now, Sammy, did you want to ask something? Well, look is, on your is, face. is there uh, is there any truth to the rumour that you've been cleaning up on the golf course of late? You, In Canada. You had, a, had a little trip to Canada? Uh, yeah, I did. I had a, had a much-needed, you know, pump the tyres up and got away for a couple of weeks and uh, enjoyed some golf in, in Canada. But unfortunately, they haven't been playing too much back here because it's all hands on deck working at the stables 24-7. But, uh, no, I do enjoy my golf and uh, looking forward to the time when the staffing levels get back to normal and I can get back on the links. Now, I've got a bucket list golf course over there. It's I think it's Banff Springs or Banff. Did you play there? No, we stayed in British Columbia, but okay. I can highly recommend. But all through there, I mean, beautiful fairways and snow-capped mountains, yeah. evergreen fir trees. You just had to uh, be careful looking for lost golf balls that the bears don't beat you to it. <laughs> <laughs> the, wow. That <laughs> would have made headlines back yeah. here. <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> it was fun and well, I was, I was having a lie down one afternoon after a round and my mate's videoing a bear as he's walking around our oh. hotel complex pushing over the barbecues to get the grease trays out of the barbecues. It was oh, quite geez. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to get tangled up with a bear. I think you'd come off second best. Rob, thanks so much for uh, your time this morning. Good luck at Eagle Farm tomorrow. Please give our best to Leah Kilner. She's doing a, a great job, very inspirational, as I mentioned, and we'll chat to you shortly. And good to talk to you, Sam. I haven't seen you He's for there. a while. He'll be around. <laughs> Actually, funny you should say that, Rob, because he was riding a bit of track. With. Maybe there's a guy that could fill some of your oh, employment man. issues. I know. I was. I was just. I, I just want. I just. I'd typically went... be too. I'd typically be too fat. Oh. Yeah. Well, that, that was a problem. I mean, that was a problem. I thought I'd start riding a bit of work to lose a bit of weight, but. Uh, I, I, I tell you what, I was rusty enough at it too. I was like, I don't know if I need this in my life. Like, like riding a bike, Sam, you never forget. Yeah. It's a very short comeback, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. All the guys, best. Take care. See ya. Cheers. Rob Heathcote joining us this morning. Uh, thanks to Rob. Now we go for a break. When we come back from the break, we'll get a betting market wrap with Scott Cross from Crossbet. 
This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Welcome back to The Punter's Mate on this Friday morning. The Queensland Spring Carnival is here. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for more details. Now, a segment I look forward to each and every week, Sam, is the CrossBet betting wrap with Scott Cross. Scott, good morning to you. Good morning to you, mate. How are you? Very, very well. And yourself? Mate, fantastic on a Friday. Big weekend of sport. All kicks off today with uh, Sunshine, oh, sorry, Gold Coast Cup Day on the Gold Coast and Newmarket Day. But uh, we're talking sport first. We'll talk some league. The Rabbitohs and the Cowboys do battle at, uh, tomorrow at 7.35pm. Yeah, for Queenslanders. I mean, last night was a disaster for the yeah. Broncos. I think you can all but put a line through them. Uh, look, South are in red-hot form at $1.50. Uh, the Cowboys are two sixty, but they're without Tom Dearden to what can only be described as an eye-watering injury. Uh, so the Cowboys are not favourites. The line is six and a half. Look, in the form that Souths are on, I, I, I'm happy to back South here and go against Queenslanders again. Geez, you're making a habit of doing this. I oh, know it's 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 not like me and it's killing me, but unfortunately, <laughs> the Southerners are in better form. Yep, yep. Money's uh, it's different when money's involved, that's for sure. Now, the Wallabies take on South Africa. The South Africans still known as the Springboks. They are the Springbok, mate. And uh, this one's actually being played in Adelaide. Yeah, all places. So we'll um we'll show those AFL people uh, the the beautiful game of rugby. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go against myself here again. The Wallabies are two dollars seventy three. I mean, South Africa are the best team in the world. They're, they're, they're rightfully priced at $1.44. Look, the Wallabies, I don't think we've had the same 10. Uh, we've constantly changed. We've gone from Quade Cooper to James O'Connor and Noah Lolasio is back uh, this game. I just think there's no consistency uh, in the Wallabies. I know they're, they're trying to get their team together for the World Cup. Look, the line's four and a half. I actually think it should be more than that. So it kills me to do it again, but I'm going to... Uh, Pick South Africa to cover the line easily at four and a half. Scott, big day at Caulfield tomorrow. Cockrum Stakes, Isotope for Tony Golan. Uh, looks a good hope. Look, I don't know whether uh, you've looked at the Cockrum Stakes, if you've actually watched Passive Aggressors Trial. Mm. Um, it just looked fantastic. I mean, under no pressure from the jockey at all, and it won by four lengths and just, and just ran away with a fantastic turn of foot. It's currently sitting around 55, 60% of the hold. It's the market mover and the favourite at $2.20. It seems to be all one-way traffic, uh, betting-wise in that race, apart from flying mascot uh, and isotope, uh, Tony Golan's horse. But as much as I'd like to pick a Queensland horse, I, I just, based on that trial, I can't get past passive-aggressive. And, and it may be uh, a future superstar. And the Memsey, the Group 1 Memsey, wait for age, uh, it looks a ripper race. Oh, mate, it is one of the best memories I've seen uh, in a while. Uh, completely different uh, to the Cockrum. It's fairly well spread. There's money across the board. Uh, I'm thunderstruck. Uh, my love-hate continues with Alligator Blood. Uh, obviously, it's a late addition with uh, with its new over, Jerry, Harry, uh, Jerry Harvey. Sorry, Western Empire, there's been some money for before. There's a little bit of money around for Elephant. The market mover is Tofane, opened at 8 into $7. But... Once again, based on trials, I, I watched the trial of Cascadian uh, and Animo, and it once again was such a good trial. Um, for a bit of value here, I mean, Cascadian, the, the James Cummings horse, opened at 8.50, currently in at 7.50. Uh, I'm picking an upset here, and I'm, I'm, my money's on Cascadian. All right, Cascadian. And we'll round it out with uh, Natuno goes around for Tony Gollan in the San Domenico at Rose Hill tomorrow. And there's been a bit of market support for Natuno, I believe. 
Absolutely, um, and it will be my it will be my tip. Uh, it opened at eight. Uh, it's in at five fifty. Um, the big hold, of course, is uh, the J Mac Ride Best of Bordeaux. It's currently sitting at just over sixty percent of the hold. It's the favourite. Opened at two sixty. In at two forty. Look. Based on form, um, I think it's too short for me, and I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to tip the Golden Horse uh, at $5.50. Excellent. Okay, let's hope we can get the Queenslander home there. Scott, thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all your sport, and we'll catch up with you same time next week. You too. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Scott. Scott Cross joining us there from CrossBet. Now, thanks to Aquas Semi, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility, we got halfway through Follow, Fold or Forgive. And I sacked Hang Five. I've forgiven Go Wanji. Mary Me was a very short-priced favourite last week. Uh, once Night Mariner came out, it was the horse that everybody gravitated to. Now, it was 1,200 to 1,600 metres off a, I think it was a three-and-a-half-week break. Got back and never got in the race. Uh, I'm going to forgive because I think it needed that run. It was totally unsuitable, that uh, the way that race set up and was probably too short, although yeah. we all tipped it. So Mary Me's a forgive. And Desert Dreamer in the last race. Couldn't get out of a pocket. Uh, when he needed to for Tony Golan and uh, probably should have just about won that race. Uh, so we're going to follow Desert Dreamer. So hang five, a fold. Go Wanji, a forgive. Marry me, a forgive. And Desert Dreamer, a follow. Anything you'd like to add to that? Uh, no, not really. Not really? I think, yeah, I, th- I think... Uh, no sausages? Uh, you uh, you would have... If Animo had got beaten last week, you would call it a sausage. Oh, uh, yeah, I would have. But uh, he was... Uh, no, he was very good. He was very good. We'll just... Hey, it's only early days. Let's let's see if he can do it all the way. All, all the, way the way through to the, to the Cox Plate. Bi- all the way to the big one. Yeah, you know? we will see. Aquas Queensland's best and largest selling facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter brings us follow, fold <laughs> or forgive each and every week. Now, Sam, it's that time of the show, the pointy end of the show where we need to find some lists or find the listeners some winners. Uh I'm going all around the place this weekend. Is there anything you'd like to kick off with? Uh, look, I'm a fan. I think this. I think jet ski will run well at uh, on on tomorrow. I I think uh, race seven, number ten, jet ski. It's, it's an open race, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And yeah, I I thought uh, I haven't even looked what price he is, but I would have thought he'd be uh, a bit he, of value. He and, was accepted at Toowoomba as well, but I see there's no jockey uh, for him at Toowoomba, so you would think that he'll go around. And this race at Eagle Farm tomorrow. But, yeah, once you get away from, from Mill Rosser, who's probably got the right form, it becomes very, very open. Jetski is at $14. Mm. So I think he's good value at that. And I'm a fan of Red Ruby in uh, oh, yeah. race number eight. I think, uh, gee, I think she's well placed in that race and uh, she'll be hard to beat. Six bucks you can get about Red Ruby for Boris Thornton and the O'Day Hoisted Camp. That's a good race, that. We've got far too easy resuming from a spell. We've got It's Me, who's set the world on fire at her first four starts, and, and then she finished out of the placings her next three, and she's had a couple of tendon issues. Um, I don't know. I liked her first trial. I didn't really like her second trial half as much, so I'm a bit jury's out with her, but uh, far too easy. I think it'll be hard to beat. Red Ruby's in that too, and as you say, Red Ruby's absolutely flying. That, uh, that win last time out at Eagle Farm a couple of weeks ago just blew them away. Yeah, uh, and uh, another horse uh, that will uh, I'll be interested to see how he goes uh, is Couldn't Refuse. I was mm. on it last start, and uh, I think it was a good win. Barrier one gets a good run. I, I think it'll uh, it'll relish the eighteen thirty five there at Eagle Farm. All right. Well, I'm going with race two, number three, Batiga for Lee Friedman. I think 
gets into a nice spot here. Could end up fourth. And I think he's looking for 1,800 metres based on that last run. So race two, number three. I think Legal Esprit can turn the tables on Windside. They fought out the finish here two weeks ago. Legal Esprit sat outside the lead. Windside had the box seat third defence. This time around, and, and Legal Esprit was, was in front a long way from home, a lot earlier than they would have wanted. So it was a sitting shot late. was only run down late when Windside got out of the pocket. So this time around, kilo and a half better off. I wouldn't be surprised if they ride Legal Esprit with a trail here. Uh, let uh, Dusty Tycoon go. So I'm with Legal Esprit to turn the tables. And as I mentioned earlier with Tony Golan, race six, number five, Vaccine, I think is busting for 1,400 metres. Gets it tomorrow. She got a lovely draw, as you mentioned. The blinkers go on. That straightened her out a little bit, which is good to hear. And I think she'll be hard to beat at an each way price. Race six, number five, Vaccine. Now, Sam, we have uh, cup meetings all around the place uh, this weekend. As I reach for my form guy, we've got uh, Kilcoy tomorrow. And we've got Cairns tomorrow as well. But I am going to Kilcoy, and I'm going to tip one at Kilcoy. Oh, do wow. it often. Not the cup. It's the race before the cup. Race five, number one, Sir Gunson for okay. David Van Dyke. Right. If it's good enough for David Van Dyke to take the Kilcoy, it's good enough for me to tip. Right. Uh, having done the form, I can see this horse racing on the speed, which is what you need to do at Kilcoy. You don't want to be hooking to the outside at the top of the straight from the back of the field. Because no, uh, <laughs> the straight's about as... It, I think the Meadows has got a longer straight than Kilcoy. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he'll be up on the speed and he'll be way too good for the opposition. I have no idea what price, but I think he'll be winning. And the Sunshine Coast on Sunday, race one, number one, Cat Deal with a K. Uh, Lamming trained, uh, Bevan Lamming trained. A couple of really sneaky trials uh, running on late. And then was produced on debut at the Sunshine Coast a few weeks ago over 1,400 metres. Absolutely charged home from well back in the field over 1,400 metres. By Dundeal gets out to 1,600 metres on Sunday. Only average opposition should be bolting in, Sam. Great way to start the day. Sunny Coast race one, number one, Cat Deal. Kilcoy tomorrow, race five, number one, Sir Gunson. I think Frumos will win in Sydney. Make up for that unbelievably unlucky run last time out. So that's it for me. That's it for you. That's it for us. That's another uh, week done on the Pundas, mate. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. We've uh, really appreciated your company. Great to catch up with Tony Gollan and Rob Heathcote. And it's great to hear that uh, Leah Kilner is spending a bit of time at the stables, etc. So have a great weekend. Hope you're back a winner. We'll catch you next week.